Okay, welcome back to Walk a Mile in My Shoes. This is Eric McCoy, and I am with my co-host, Lona Curry. That's right. I'm Lona Curry. I'm the transgender mentor, and I'm grateful, as always, to be here with my good friend and high, well, clean podcast host, Mr. Eric McCoy. <laughs> and I know you're having, you're having computer issues, but we're still rocking oh, and rolling, though, you know? We hey, come hey. through. That's right, man. A dream doesn't just doesn't take a break because you're having some issues. So we got to pull through. <laughs> Keep the dream alive, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Now, since we have appeared to probably have been slamming Republicans, <laughs> I wanted to switch, although this is going to be kind of comical, <laughs> things around a little bit. And I want to look at Democrats. Uh-oh. Right? Politics have been fun. And <laughs> this year... I want to look within the realm of comedy, which I do. Uh Now, this one, we'll we'll kind of see how this plays out, but I know this does sound very political, (laughs) but we're going to look at some historical facts, and then we're going to move forward to today. Now, as anybody who has kept up with our show, stupidity and ignorance is funny to me, (laughs) and it's funny, right? (laughs) It's hard not to be. It gets to be so ridiculous. (laughs) And so I want to talk about the flag that was created by the Democrats. So if a party Uh, creates something, then that party owns it. Right? Yes, that's true. So I'm going to look at and I want to show you these Democrats that are so proudly flying their flags. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. It's everything to me. It's heritage, it's bloodline, it's respect. It's about North versus South. It's not about color or race. Oh, I wish I was in the land of cotton. Old times there are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. In Dixieland, where I was born, early on a frosty morning, look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Sweet potato pie, and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back. What the fuck? Trump? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) It's weird. I didn't think Trump was a, a Democrat. It, it makes my stomach turn every time because both of those clips are from both of my home states. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are going to talk about your states. We oh are going to talk about it. Now, we do know, obviously, the Republicans are the ones that are flying that freaking flag. Absolutely. You know, know the Democrats have tried to distance themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. From, from that flag. <laughs> Desperately. Desperately. <laughs> and so just to clarify... Here's a video of old photos of Lincoln showing Mm. the flag that he stood by. Mm. I hope at least he knew that the flag was of the Republican party (laughs) says that they are the party of Lincoln. And so here's Abraham. Here it is. (laughs) We'll go for the son of Kentucky. 
were so lucky for Lincoln and Liberty too. Then up with the banner so glorious, the star-spangled red, white, and blue. We'll fight till our banner's victorious for Lincoln and Liberty too. All you true friends of the nation, attend to humanity's call. The slaves' liberation and roll on the Liberty Ball and roll on the Liberty Ball and roll on the Liberty Ball. Call in the slaves' liberation and roll on the Liberty Ball. We'll finish the Temple of Freedom and make it capacious within. All who seek shelter may find it, whatever the hue of their skin. Whatever the hue of their skin, whatever the hue of their skin. And all who seek shelter may find it, whatever the hue of their skin. We don't know. They're the party of Lincoln, but you know. Okay, now I'm going to get serious. All right. <laughs> okay, so I want to I want to make mention, and of course, this is always kind of comical to me, right? That you hear people from the South, oh, it's heritage. It's not about race or anything like that. Okay, right. So the root right. cause of the Civil War is perhaps probably the most controversial topic in American history. Absolutely. And even Absolutely. before the war, and I was kind of looking into this stuff. Right, was over. Scholars in the North and the South began to analyze and interpret the reasons behind the bloodshed, right? So the scholars immediately disagreed over the causes of the war. And yeah, even way back yeah. then, and the, and the disagreement obviously persists today. And many, you know, many actually say that you know, the primary cause of the war was Southern states wanted to preserve the institution of slavery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Others minimize slavery and point to other factors such as taxation right. or the principle of state rights. Right, right. So we minimize right. it. Yeah. Now one method by which to analyze the historical conflict is to focus on the sources. Mm. <laughs> As I always say, right? So always go there. So where do you go with the debate, right? Every state in the Confederacy, issued an article of secession, declaring their breaks from the Union. Four states, and you may be able to guess some of these, went a little bit further, and that's good old Texas, Mississippi, yeah. Georgia, South Carolina. Nay, yay. <laughs> and they all issued additional documents that usually referred to as the Declarations of Causes, which explain their decision for them to leave the union. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So two major themes emerged in the documents, slavery and state rights. Now, all four states, they strongly, and all four of those strongly defended slavery. Yeah. Making very varying claims related to state rights also. Now, other grievances such as economic exploitation and the role of the military got a little bit of attention in, in yeah. some of the documents. Tiny. Each declaration made the defense of slavery a clear objective. And so I want to show real quick a valid source as we work 
to find this. And we're going to start yeah. here and we're going to look at Texas. Mm. Good old Texas. Good old Texas. There we go. And the, they give the, the Declaration of Causes. Now, this is actually a very long document. If anybody's interested in validating what I am about to say, please go to the Texas State Library and Archives Commission, and you can find this document that will validate what I am about to say. Nice. <laughs> so one of the things that it says in, in this document, it says the servitude of the African race as existing in these states is mutually beneficial to both bond and free and is abundantly authorized and justified by the experience of mankind and the revealed will of the almighty creator as recognized by all Christian nations. Mm. There you go. Back to religion. There we go. God, God says, you know what? Have slaves. God said it. That's right. God said it. God yeah. said it. And if God said it, we do it. Then it be. Exactly. We do it exactly the way we interpret it. <laughs> exactly. Now, we have no idea what God says today about exactly. slavery, but our interpretation says, let's have it. Well, we really don't know. We really don't know what God said then about it either correctly because it all still filtered through men and was put together in order to control the masses. So, but you know what? We, we cannot skip past this one belief system that literally so many slavers thought that they were doing their slaves a favor. Oh, yeah. They really believed that they had come from and they began this 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 generational belief system that believed that they were saving them from their this this cannibalistic starvation place in Africa. Horrible. When we know and Trump Trump maintains that. He absolutely does. And because I bet you if we look back in the Trump family we'll find somebody involved. But either way, you know we now know that the first sign of mankind actually emerged in, in the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. So we kind of blow out of the water a lot of, you know, that superiority because, you know, I doubt that the first man was white on the continent of Africa. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. No, absolutely. It's nature. Yeah. And I want to just pull up one more, you know, you had, you know, those four states um, that offered those declarations of causes, again, Texas, Mississippi, Georgia, and South Carolina, just south of you, Lona. Yeah, that's right. And so Florida I wanted to just pull up the, pull up a document that shows what Mississippi's declaration Ooh. was. And here it is. This is the declaration of the immediate causes which induce and justify the secession of the state of Mississippi from the federal union. So if you look at the highlighted, our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery, the greatest material interest of the world. It's labor supplies the product, which constitutes by far the largest and most important portions of commerce of the earth. These products are peculiar to the climate verging on the tropical regions and by an imperious law of nature. None but the black race can bear exposure 
to the tropical sun. <laughs> These products have become necessities of the world, and a blow at slavery is a blow at commerce and civilization. That blow oh has been long aimed at the institution and was at the point of reaching its consumption. There was no choice left us but submission to the mandates of abolition or a dissolution of the union whose principles had been subverted to work out our ruin. <laughs> this was all about money. <laughs> As is most and, and your continued desire money. to own slaves. Exactly. Which, exactly. again, does go right back to money. It always does. I think really, you know, I think religion gets this big picture of beginning so many wars. But I think even if we whittle that behind religion, we always find money because money begins. The desire for more begins. And then religious says, oh, God said, yep. it well, must be true. Absolutely. And the greatest, you know, again, you know, we go back to the Bible. The only time that you see Jesus get angry and rageful and, and throw things is greed is That's money. Right. That's is right. selling things in his, you know, in his church to profit yep. and things like this. Yep. It's exactly what they did. Yep. We use God. We use God to justify owning slaves. Yep. And it is a business. Think about it, right? You think about the, you know, Completely. I pay for a person and then I've yep. got free labor. That's right. That's right. Then I breathe this person. So I pay for this one person. Then I breed an entire, you know, workforce mm -hmm. out of buying two people and I own them and then their children and their children and their children. Yep. I mean, it's, of course, it's a brilliant way to create generational wealth. Mm -hmm. And I believe there are there are still families in the South that are still marketing upon that 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 build of generational wealth then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that they stay as, as low profile as possible, but we know, I mean, if we're thinking about business, just it, it's a great business idea. And why not we give these ridiculous things like, well, the black skinners, they're, they're the only ones that can work in this heat. Right. They're the only ones that can handle the sun. Yeah, absolutely. You well, know, they're from Africa, so they can. Absolutely. They can and they were starving to death and they were going to get eaten by their people anyway. So we're doing them a favor. We're yeah. doing them a and favor. And the lions will get eaten by the lions and the tigers right. and the bears. Absolutely. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. They had no chance to survive <laughs> without us. Now I want to, I want to mention, so the Republicans who support the Confederate flag probably really need to reevaluate what they stand for or yes. in their eyes, the Republican party is bullshit. Right. You know, right. let me think right. about that. You know, I want to, and I want to bring up a real photo of the flag, which was flown at Lincoln's funeral. And the reason I bring this up is that, you know, there was, when we look at the flags and the importance of all the flags, there was an error. And I just kind of wanted to make mention as I did all of my research on all these flag stuff. Now, of course, yeah. we're not talking about the Confederate flag with this. We're talking about the United States flag that we supposedly were United States people. Yeah. And there was actually an error in those flags. Really? Because it's a 37 star flag. I want to show this picture real quick. All right. Now you cannot literally count the flag or the count the stars on this flag because it's encased, but this mm. is believed to be the uh, flag that was at his funeral. 
And what I found interesting, okay, was immediately after the president died, the, the Treasury Department, they sent, and I, and I looked at a lot of different sources on this, and they, the, they sent an urgent order for flags to the flag company, whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And since Nevada had become a state, officials wanted Nevada's star to appear on the flags displayed at his funeral. And mm. so Telegram ordered flags with 36 stars for display at the funeral and at ceremonies in cities where the memorial events would be held as the funeral train kind of made its way through Washington back to Springfield for his burial. Now the telegram from the treasury department, they ordered 37 flags, each bearing 36 stars, but the, either the telegram was not clear or it was misunderstood. And this flag company got it backwards and they made 36 (laughs) flags bearing 37 stars. (laughs) and the flag with nebraska's 37th star would not become official until july 4th of 1867 which was two years after lincoln's death wow wow um so i kind of found that interesting that is interesting researching (laughs) all all of this information that's neat yeah that's neat so i want to mention something that i also found very interesting now flags played a role at both the beginning of the war and in the death of Lincoln through these various stories that I found. And so in May of 1861, one of his closest friends, it was Colonel Elmer Ellsworth was sent to tear down a Confederate flag that was flying from the rooftop of a hotel in Alexandria, Virginia. And because the flag could be seen from the white house, it was considered very defiant. (laughs) And so Ellsworth succeeded in bringing down the flag, but was killed as he descended a staircase with the flag in his hands. (laughs) And four years later, on April 14th of 1865, John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in Ford's theater. Mm -hmm. Now there's different stories behind this. One story goes that Booth jumped from the box that he was in, mm-hmm. in which the president was, and he caught his spur on a draped flag. He landed on the stage and hypothetically, they believe broke his fibula. Broke his yeah. And the injury slowed him down and he was later killed by the federal troops. And I wanted to touch on the confusion found within the Republican party. And if anybody thinks that a Republican is a Republican, then you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> Again, it's no longer the Republican Party. You know, it's the, it's the Trump's Republican Party, right? especially right. today, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, the Republican Party traces its roots uh, to the 1850s when anti-slavery leaders, and so this is when you had actually, there were former members of the Democratic Party, the Whigs, and free soil parties. Mm-hmm. And these joined forces um, to get rid of slavery into, and originally it was the Kansas and Nebraska territories by the Kansas Nebraska act that they put together. Now, what I believe is that those who fly the Confederate flag and claim to be Republican are ignorant and highly uneducated. Think about this. Yeah. So who was John Wilkes Booth? Right. Booth was pro-Confederate. 
He was outspoken in his love of the South, and he was also very outspoken in his hatred of Lincoln. Yes. Now, if anybody can explain to me, please, why a member of the party of Lincoln adores a flag that represents the very party that the man who killed Lincoln was a part of. Yes. Can anybody yes. explain this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes zero sense to me. We're the party makes, of Lincoln, but we're worshiping the no flag sense. of the guy that killed Lincoln. It makes no sense. It has been this whole, you know, I think that people have not educated themselves to the point of truly being able to to fly that flag and really know what they're flying. You know, right. they just don't. And they haven't, they haven't even, they've just bought. You know, that's our problem in society today is we just have bought hook, line, and sinker what we've been told. Yep. And whether it be through generations or, or the internet or Facebook or whatever, it's like we're buying shit. And so you've got a whole you got a whole state's worth of people that worship this flag, hold it dear, will fight and kill you for this yep. flag, yep. that have never, ever taken the time to research the origins of this flag or, or why they, they don't even know why they carry it. They know what someone told them why. Yeah. And that's about it. They yeah. know Paw flew it and Paw was a southern dip spitting, you know, cowboy. Maybe you... You worship what Papa was, but it doesn't mean that, you know, Papa had all the information not to make you look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. And yep. that's just that. Yep. It's, it's sad. I see it every day. There's not a day that goes by. Oh, absolutely. I, sure, I know you do. There's no day that goes by that I don't either overhear a conversation that is completely ignorant about this very same subject or see at least three flags flown. And, and, and it's so many young people. Yeah. See, that's the sad part is you have these trucks that go down the road. And I think you've actually shown a clip of one at some point throughout the thing oh, yeah. with both flags, American and Confederate flying out of the bed of these trucks and hauling ass down the road, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. big engines consuming lots of gas, putting all it back in the environment and just wrong down there. It's like yeah. you're living in a contradiction and you're fighting for something that you don't even know how to believe in. Right. You don't know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's right. awful. It's, it's a sheep mentality. It's a herd mentality. Yep. And it's, it's sad. It's yeah. Sad. So I'm going to play some statements. Right. By some Ooh. Confederate flag loving people, your next door neighbor and <laughs> what they say about it. Right. And then we're going to work to either validate or we're going to discredit their arguments. Mm. Try to walk them out nice. of their shoes. That's right. So check this out. Listen to this. It's just such a personal symbol like here in the South. And it means so much to so many people. Like it's just about pride and where you come from and being proud to show who you are. This is the battle flag. It's no different from honoring veterans of the Iraqi War, Korean War, Vietnam War. This is honoring the veterans. There's no reason it should hurt your feelings. It's part of our history. Um, I'm not here to support anything other than love, peace, harmony. That's it. I'm here to support the South. We're not racist. We're not. You know. We've learned from what happened, and now we want to move forward 
And we want to actually put a positive spin on this and let people know this flag ain't about race anymore. Now you're banning heritage. What's next? You're going to ban people's freedom after this? Don't want to see that battle flag being used as a racist tool to promote racism. When people say it's about racism, they're just totally uneducated about it. Why are you flying? Because it's my heritage. What about if it offends people who are descended from slaves? Well, first off, it wasn't a symbol for slaves. Had nothing to do with slaves. <laughs> it had nothing to do with slaves. <laughs> oh, I think we actually saw that Texas and Mississippi, both of them, and, and we could have gone through the other ones too. Absolutely. They were very specific that they succeeded from the Union because Absolutely. of slavery. Absolutely. They thought that it was going to harm their wealth, plain and simple. How can it not? And, and, and the one who says, we want to put a positive spin on it, bro, is, you can't do that. You are a white, cis male. You cannot put a positive spin on this flag. Yeah. I, yeah. So <laughs> they I, refer to it as heritage, right? Well, the United States, obviously, in its Declaration of Freedom, although that's really a strange word when we're correlating with slavery, <laughs> right, gave rise to what I believe is the reason ignorance prevails in the South. Okay, so check us out, right? So Confederate organizations, particularly the, they have the United Confederate Veterans, the United Daughters of the Confederacy, and the Sons of the Confederate Veterans whose oh, well. local chapters, they funded and they organized the construction of a lot of the monuments, right? That are being torn down yep. <laughs> that, you know, they de-emphasize the ideological origins of the war. And they, <laughs> instead, what they did was they promoted a powerful, vague cult of Southern chivalry, battlefield valor, yep. and regional yep. pride. Yep. And so they recasted yep. the war as a battle yep. over the principle of states' rights and Southern Absolutely. honor. And that's yes. what you heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what all of, most of those young men thought they were fighting for. So they were, they were spinning that lie because it wasn't, it was not often the wealthy that were, because, you know, remember there was that, that slave clause, you know, you didn't have to fight if your family owned this many slaves. Mm -hmm. And then your brother didn't have to fight if they owned even this many more slaves. So it was the poor man that was being fed the lie. Because how do you get a, how do you get pop poor people to give their life for something? Mm -hmm. You tell them it's about honor. So you had thirteen and fourteen year old boys fighting to get into this war because it became the trend of of having honor. And so I can walk a mile in the shoes of many of those people and what they're saying, because you're right. That's what they're talking about. Right. But it was a lie. And at yeah. some point, you got to recognize it was all bullshit. That's why we had so many deserters. Like, like yeah. these young men woke up and realized, holy shit, this is not what it's about at all. Right. And we're leaving. And we had more murders and more violence take place over deserters because mm -hmm. they found out the truth. Mm -hmm. It was the truth that was revealed. Yeah. So why are we still trying to sell the lie? Are we still trying to, to blanket our conscience by saying, oh, no, 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 it's not what it's about. Like, th this flag is not about hate. Well, of course, it doesn't represent hate to you, dumbass.
<laughs> you know, you yep. weren't being beaten and raped and killed and owned. Think of what it represents to somebody whose heritage were, yep. because there's not, there's not a, a black human being in this country that does not have slavery in their background. Yep. Let's just say American, you know, born. I mean, we've had, of course, immigrants, whatever, but let's just talk about the realness of it. Mm-hmm. The majority of the black human beings here in this country had ancestors that were stolen, owned, raped, killed, mm-hmm. hung. I, I mean, so when do we start putting our own bullshit aside and, and, and look at how something does make someone else feel? Yeah. You know, we don't. We just keep buying the lie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, they recast so, the war, right, as a yeah. battle over the principles, state rights, and Southern honor. There it is. And hundreds of cities, right, across the U.S., they commissioned monuments to their yep. idols. That yep. Directly, they were put in town squares by county courthouses, and they paid homage yep. to men who fought and sometimes died yep. to preserve slavery. I see them every day. <laughs> An institution, right, that Vice President Alexander Stevens called the cornerstone of the Confederacy. And not only did these organizations erase slavery from the narrative, right. right, they also brushed over the topics of rebellion and treason. Yep. I mean, during the war, you know, a lot of Confederate soldiers, they actually happily accepted the label Reb. Mm-hmm. Right. But the people who want to create new memory attempted to define the Confederacy within constitutional norms. And the major organizations, right, they rejected the once popular designation for the conflict, the War of Rebellion. And they instead promoted an alternative designation, the War Between the States. Yeah. And this is what our kids are taught today. Yep. The war between the states. Yep. 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 And so I want to show you really quick, and here is a prime example of this. I am David Walker, who I portray President Jefferson Davis. I am here to honor those who served and are still serving and to educate the public on uh, the southern calls and the war itself uh, there's too many preconceived notions that all southerners thought this way and all northerners thought that way and uh, that's totally untrue dave meiske from university of virginia i am portraying william extra billy smith who is a brigadier general and governor-elect here and we are here to honor these men both north and south Uh, My ancestry actually is not Southern, and I had a number of cousins, four or five generations back, who were here. One is over in the National Cemetery from the 1st Pennsylvania Reserves. Uh, Several were with the 17th Pennsylvania Cavalry. Uh, One was wounded with the 149th Pennsylvania on the first day. So we are portraying Confederates, but we are honoring not just the Confederates, but all the men who fought here, all the men who fought for their country throughout history, not just this war, but the Revolutionary War, the World Wars where I lost an uncle, the modern wars. So we wish to honor them 
for their sacrifice and their service. I mean, we actually do reenactments. I know. Of the, I mean, why not? I wonder why they don't do reenactments of the Holocaust. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't reenact any other war either. We don't do reenactments of Vietnam or, you know, no. World War II. We do none of that stuff. We don't even do reenactments of, you know, uh, uh, of the original Revolutionary War. I mean, we don't do reenactments. We do reenactments of this war. Yeah. You know? with, and with I, kids and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I want to propose an idea. Why doesn't Germany have statues of Hitler? Right. You know, in the years, and this was the difference, right? In the years immediately following its surrender to the Allied forces in World War II, Germany underwent a much different process from the American South at the end of the Civil War. And the, the majority of Confederate civilian and military officials suffered no great penalty than the, you know, they lost some of them, you know, lost their properties and temporary loss of voting rights. Right? Mm -hmm. Germany top military and government officials were tried and sentenced to prison or execution libraries, you know, were stripped of Nazi books, uh, periodicals, all physical things of that old regime removed. It was destroyed in 1949, the Federal Republic of Germany, which was West Germany, criminalized the display of swastikas. Right? Of course, the symbol mm -hmm. was also scraped and sometimes blown off of buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the federal state systematically destroyed statues, monuments, and buried, executed military and civilian officials in mass unmarked graves. So they're arresting grounds would not become shrines as we see probably nazi shrines you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so if just removing statues and icons right doesn't force a change in outlook a little bit Ref the way i see it though is refusing to be honest about yeah, the exactly. meaning behind this ensures that the right. country will not fully confront it it's past it, it won't it won't and it's a problem that we will continuously face. I mean, it, 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 it just, you know, I think that that's, that is the problem with the narrative and, and the things that I see about America is that we just try to erase mm -hmm. history by changing the narrative, changing the story. It's almost like that, that, that thing that happens when someone commits a heinous crime and they go to prison, but their psyche has to hold on to how they are somehow a victim. Mm -hmm. And in order to, you know, live and move within their own life. I mean, how bad is our conscience? Because it's not that it ended with slavery. We went on after that to make sure that we kept Black people in their place, we made sure we created ghettos. We created low. And you have the Jim Crow. I mean, the Jim Crow laws Jim Crow. were much more recent. I mean, they were Absolutely. into the 60s. Into the 60s. I mean, that's what people fail to realize is that, you know, they there may have been emancipation. But then all of a sudden you had people that, you know, starved, that were homeless, that that were not given. You know, it was not the opportunity they were supposed to be given. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like. You know, the South said, oh, you want equality? We're going to show you that you are still owned. And I think parts of it are still at play in our world today. 
Yeah. You know, we're going to show you you're still owned through the penal system. We're going to show you you're still owned. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and what do we do? Yeah. We never confront it if we keep changing the narrative. Right. Yeah, con- yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, in Germany, you go back to Germany, right? You won't see neo-Nazis, right? Converging on a monument of right. Reinhard, Reinhard Heydrich or Adolf Hitler <laughs> right. because no statues exist. Right. Well, I mean, right. Germany a long time ago came to grips with the weight of the history and what had actually happened there. But you'll find Nazis and you'll find Klansmen in Virginia circling a statue of Robert E. Lee, who was absolutely. a traitor who raised arms against his own country in the defense of white supremacy. Yep. Yep. But of course in the United States, this goes back to that freedom idea. Yeah. Yeah. The idea. You said it right. Idea. Idea. Because who's really free? Who's really free? You know? Now I want to show you something really quick. And um, this is going to actually tell us why many in the Republican Party don't understand about Lincoln. Mm. Take a look or listen to this. We have uh, a whole different group of people in the Republican Party. Like people don't remember. Nobody ever heard of it until I came along. Nobody remembered it for a long time or they didn't use it. At least I use it all the time. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. You know, you say that people say, I didn't know that. But he was a Republican. You have it. There you have it. People, uh, I mean, nobody remembered Lincoln until he came along. <laughs> until um, he and, came and, along. He, and Lincoln was a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> he just made, dude, I got to tell you, I got to say, okay. Oh, man. Trump makes people look like idiots. He I look, know. He makes his people I look know. like total idiots. I know, man. Constantly telling them how stupid you are, constantly telling <laughs> them how little you know yes. about things. Yes. And do they just sweep that under the rug when they go out viciously yeah. supporting? They just sweep all that under the rug and pick these couple things that they really, Ooh. Yeah. it just shows how much of the world is refusing to wake the fuck up. Yeah. It's like, wake up. Yeah. This system does not work anymore. If you don't see that, and if we don't re, if we do not reevaluate and evolve and grow, we cannot keep beating at the same shit, you know, over and over. We've gotten nowhere, man. Like, yeah. we have gotten nowhere in all of these years simply because what we're talking about. Let's just flip the narrative, flip the narrative, flip the narrative. Yeah. I mean, this, this war was over a long time ago, you know, Right. (laughs) I mean, I wonder, I wonder how many flag waivers understand the flag some, but I don't actually believe a lot today do. No, no, no. And you obviously have some that are just flat out lying or you have people with agendas or are racist today. Yes. 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 Because no, it's like that- every everybody says, I'm not a racist. Right. Including the KKK dude, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yet you you fly the same flag, but we're not a part of them. We're not racist. It's not a racist flag. Right. But the KKK, the racist, fly this flag. How do you separate? Am I supposed to know you're not racist? 
no way. Every one of those I see, I steer clear of. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we know the we know the KKK <laughs> has a long history of racist. I mean, a, a lynching, right? They don't lynch though. Yes. You know? Well, that's right. It's never been caught on film. It doesn't exist. Right. If you don't got a picture, it didn't happen. Yep. I mean, what is the you know when you look at like what is racist? Right. It's it's a prejudice against um, a person on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or an ethnic group, and typically one that is a minority, yep, right, or marginalized. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so, how do these people say that they're not racist? I I don't know. Especially when you are flying the the generalized flag of racism. Yep. Yep, definitely. I guess we're all just stupid. Okay, so I want to show an image of a man who created the first flag for the Confederacy. Now, for those of you that are just listening to this, I'll explain the image so you can create a picture in your own mind. And this was a self-portrait. Nicola Marshall. That's the guy's name. He was a uh, German-American artist who supported, obviously, supported the Confederate cause during the Civil War. He designed the original flag, and it was called the Stars and Bars. And he also created the, uh, supposedly created the gray uniforms of the Confederate Army also. And so that, again, is a self-portrait. He was an artist of himself. Um, the Confederacy's first official national flag, again, stars and bars flew from March 4th, 1861 to May 1st of 1863. So the original version of the flag featured a circle of seven white stars in the Navy blue square, uh, representing the seven states of the South that originally comprised the Confederacy. You had South Carolina, you had Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. And then in, in Louisville, Kentucky, right, you can actually find the grave of Nicholas or Nicola Marshall. And I'm going to show this real quick. Nicola Marshall, as it says, designed the stars and bars, official flag of the uh, Confederacy and gray uniform of the Southern Army, March 1861, born 1829, St. Wendell, Germany. He came to the U.S., Alabama, in 1849 to continue professionally in art, noted portraits, Jefferson, Davis, other Confederates. He also painted Lincoln and other presidents. In 1873, he came to Louisville, where he died. And so this is actually the marker where he is buried. Hmm. Now, I bring this up for a reason, because I want to now bring you to a plaque in your state, Lona. Oh, good. So here's a plaque that you're going to find in North Carolina. Now, the plaque reads... Right. Erected September 1923 by the North Carolina Division, United Daughters of the Confederacy, in appreciation of the fact that the first flag of the Confederacy, the Stars and Bars, was designed by a son of North Carolina, Orrin Randolph Smith, 
and made under his direction by Catherine Rebecca Murphy Winborn. Forwarded to Montgomery, Alabama, February 12th, 1861. Adopted by the Provisional Congress, March 4th, 1861. First displayed in North Carolina at Lewisburg, March 18th, 1861. Hmm. What the fuck? I know. Here's the first <laughs> dilemma. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who created that flag? Who knows? Was it a son of North Carolina, Orrin Randolph Smith? Hmm. Or was it Nicola Marshall? Well, there's a mystery. <laughs> there's a mystery. Yes. So wow. as I was scouring information to determine the victor, <laughs> I came across <laughs> the dictionary of North Carolina biography. Mm. And Maury York wrote an article in 1994 that stated, and it said, it is unlikely that Smith's flag was in fact the stars and bars for the committee on the flag and seal rejected all the immense number of designs sent for consideration. Though no definite proof has been discovered, it's more likely that Nicola Marshall submitted the favored design at the request of Alabama governor, Andrew Barry Moore. Hmm. Now, and then in 2006, Tom Belton, and this is in your same dictionary. <laughs> says United Feder Confederate veterans, sons of Confederate veterans and Confederate Southern Memorial Association formed committees to investigate the claims of the two men. All three organizations issued statements that while there was no conclusive evidence for either party, the greater evidence supported Smith's claim. Hmm. Now you got two conflicting statements within your dictionary. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, they're good at contradicting. <laughs> yes. They're good at contradicting. Yes. So I also now found a image because there might be a third person. Oh my gosh. That possibly <laughs> could have done this. This might mm. clarify this. All right. So I want you we'll to take see. a look at this. All right. And you've got seven people within this. Wait a minute. Is that hey. you? <laughs> Look back there. I was what there. The it was you. You're my cover, man. It, it was, was you. It was Fuck. me, bro. Dude, you're the one. I knew cover. it, man. I See, I knew. I you knew. You being a Southerner, how old are you? Damn. Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't get out in the sun. It doesn't, you know, I'm too white to be in the sun. It's how I stay so young looking. And I'm telling you, I was trying to flip the narrative. You saw that? Damn. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was you. I got it. It was me. It was, it was me. Lana Curie. Time. That's who that's created me. the damn flag. I did it. I did it. Stars and bars. That's me. Stars and bars. <laughs> stars and bars, baby. <laughs> All right. So it started with, again, seven stars, right? As the Confederacy grew, so did the number of stars. Two were added in Virginia and Arkansas in May of 1861, followed by two more representing Tennessee and your beautiful state, North Carolina, right. in July. And then there were finally two more, Missouri and Kentucky. But 
Neither of those two those two states officially su- succeeded, though. Oh, but they were all added within the stars. So when the American Civil War broke out, right, this is where things changed a little bit. Now the flag that everybody flies was never a flag of the hmm. Confederacy. It hmm. resembled a part of the flag, but. <clears throat> So when the, when the war broke out, the stars and bars confused the battlefield. Actually, it was actually the first battle of Bull Run because of its similarity to the U.S. or the Union yeah. flag, especially when it was kind of hanging limp, right? Right, right. Um, on the flagstaff. And so in January of 1862, George William Bagby, he was writing for the Southern literary messenger. And he wrote is what he wrote that a lot of Confederates dislike the flag. Everybody wants a new Confederate flag. He wrote, right. The present one is you. The present one is universally hated. It resembles the Yankee flag. And that's enough <laughs> to make it un utter, utterly detestable. Yeah, see, we hate the U S oh. Right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of different designs were proposed during the solicitation for a second Confederate national flag, and nearly all were based on the battle flag. Right. Now, a lot of different designs were proposed during the solicitation for a second flag, and variations of the battle flag, which was of the Confederate Army of Northern Virginia, which was also known as the Southern Cross, the Beauregard battle flag, the rebel flag, or Mm -hmm. the Dixie flag. The Dixie flag. And it continued to, and it continues to be displayed in modern times, but most frequently, obviously, in the South. In the South, (laughs) yeah. And this occurs, what I find interesting, despite the Confederacy's duration of just four years. Lack of official recognition as a state and a total collapse at the end of the American Civil War. <laughs> I mean, it's comical to me if, I, if you think about it. They, they were, the Confederacy lasted four years. How is that heritage? Right. Four years? So, so all these people after the end of Biden's presidency is going to be heritage. The right. Biden president, those ones in the South, it's heritage. That's to them it. now. It's heritage. Four it's years. Heritage. Yep. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. So the second national flag, which was May 1st of 1863 through March 4th of 1865. And here is an image of that flag. So this is moving closer to what mm-hmm. everybody seems to like to fly. Yeah. Confederate flag. Although yep. they're, they're flying is not officially what that is. This was right. the flag is known as the stainless banner. And the matter behind the person, as far as the designer is very uncertain also, <laughs> but it is, <laughs> believed to be officially affiliated with a guy by the name of William Thompson. So the question is, is the Confederate flag racist? (laughs) 
Now, on April 23rd, 1863, the Savannah Morning News editor, which was William Thompson, with and he had an assistance from William Postel, which was a Confederate blockade runner. They published an editorial with a idea of a design featuring the battle flag on a white background that he referred to later as the white man's flag. (laughs) So I'm going to show you really quick the editorial, just so you can see that it does exist. Within the document here, the Confederate Congress officially adopted the stainless banner on May 1st of 1863. And the initial reaction to the second national flag was very favorable, but over time it became criticized for being too white. So as a people, we are fighting to maintain the heaven-ordained supremacy of the white man over the inferior or colored race. A white flag would thus be emblematical of our cause. Wow. So upon a red field would stand forth our Southern Cross, gemmed with the stars of our Confederation, all combined, preserving in beautiful contrast the red, white, and blue. Wow. What do you think? It's not racist. It's It's not, not racist. It's not racist. We're only saying we're supreme. Yeah, white supremacy. I mean, it is, yeah, white supremacy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not racist. I'm just yeah. saying I'm better than right. Than them. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's just that. <laughs> yeah. So the the uh, the first official use of that stainless banner was to drape the coffin of General Thomas Stonewall Jackson, as it laid in state in the Virginia Capitol on May 12, 1863. Now, as a result of this first usage, the flag received the alternate nickname of the Jackson flag. Mm. So on December 13th of 1864, bill number 137 was introduced in the Confederate Senate to create a new design for a national flag for the Confederate States of America. Though few knew it, the Confederacy (laughs) only had four months left. And it kind of probably seemed a flag design would be the least of the leader's concerns. <laughs> you would you would hope. <laughs> and, and so the man who submitted the new design was Major Arthur Lee Rogers. And so he submitted his design in January 1865 with the endorsement of most of the top Confederate generals. And it was passed into law on March 4th, 1865. And the bill stated, the Congress of the Confederate States of America do enact that the flag of the Confederate States shall be as follows. And it literally outlines exactly what it's to look like. The width, two-thirds of its length with the Union, now used as a battle flag to be in width width, three-fifths of the width of the flag. And so proportioned as to leave the length of the field on the side of the Union twice the width of the field below. Now I'm confused already, but (laughs) is to have the ground red and, and a blue Sultan thereon bordered with white and emblazoned mullets or five pointed stars corresponding in numbers of that, the Confederate States, the field to be white, except the outer half from the union to be a red bar extending the width of the flag. 
Good. So using classic symbolism, <laughs> right? Rogers described the flag's white field symbolized purity and innocence and the red fortitude and courage. And the cross of St. Andrew indicated descent from British lineage while the red bar was taken from the French flag. And of course, as a lot of the Southerners were descended from French yep. lineage. Yep. Let's and <laughs> so I'm going to show you real quick an image so everybody can get a picture of what this looks like of the final flag of the Confederacy. And as you'll see, okay. not a single one represents what everybody flies. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll just change the narrative. No, no. Change the narrative. We don't have to change us. We just change the narrative. Now, oh, we. Now the 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 image I'm going to show you of the flag is, I think, an actual flag that was flown, and as you can see, it's torn. <laughs> but you can kind of get the picture of the cross. Yep. <laughs> with the white. And the, yep. the red. And so this was the final flag of the Confederacy. And again, not a single one of them looks like the big ones that you no. see out there. Not today. at all. Nope, not at all. So um, very few new flags were made. Uh, the Confederate government was obviously on the run of April 2nd, the only flags that were made were just quick alterations of the old national flag. Mm. At the end of the Confederacy, so too was any recognition that Rogers' role in the last flag of the Confederacy. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> really cared. <laughs> and so, but the history of this, okay, is revealing to me on a number of levels. First, it shows that the flag of these people started as a battle flag, not a peacetime flag. Mm -hmm. of what people represent. Yeah. It, it stood originally not for a collection of states or for a nonpartisan national identity, but for a war. Yes. And yeah. it also suggests the importance of, to me, leaving old symbols behind. <laughs> <laughs> and the first Confederate flag, right, the stars and bars, got its initial popularity from nostalgia. Confederates who had lately left the Union wanted mm -hmm. to stay connected to it and to look past the tyranny. Mm. Right? Yes. This was very short-lived, and the flag that lasted was the one that represented a separate and independent yep. nation. Yep. One that planned to create its own history rather yep. than remain in transition. Yep. And yep. so the first one, as I had kind of said, you know, resembles a little bit more like the United States flag, the mm -hmm. stars and bars. Yeah. You know, which obviously, you know, but then, you know, well, they moved beyond that to actually a, a, bat, a, you know, flag of war. And we want to destroy the United States. We want to take over the United States. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, you know, tyranny, um, it's a coup. I mean, is that, you know? <laughs> Kind of a coup, I think, right? Right. And so I want to make clear and I want to declare that, yes, the Confederate flag symbolizes racism. Absolutely. It's not a gentle association. Nope. 
or one that grew over time, right? It was created explicitly and transparently to be a symbol of white superiority over blacks. That's right. And to be the international symbol for a white South. So in a way, let's bring it back around this. It does represent heritage because those that still fly that flag have a very generational belief that they are supreme. Right. But the problem with their arguments is they use it in the same sentence that it's heritage and I'm not racist. Exactly. 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 That conflicts with each other. Absolutely. It, It is absolutely conflicting. And if you actually cornered these human beings and you were able to ask them the right questions, they would too see that they are racist, Mm -hmm. that that heritage is what lives in them. Regardless, I mean, they're just doing what they've been taught, change the narrative. Mm -hmm. When it matters, say this has nothing to do with it. When you're in the living room around the campfire with your other Confederate flag waving friends, you all can talk about how Leroy got the job because he was black, not because he was qualified. That's a conversation we have all the time. If you have a conversation like that, you are harboring racism. You are plain and simple. If that matters to you and that's your argument, you're racist. So instead of just trying to deny it and change the narrative, how about we look within and really change it from the inside out? Because, We're all made. Same creator created every one of us. Our bodies work the same. Our minds work the same. Our, our, we breathe the same air. There is no one supreme to another. No. Let's drop the bullshit yeah. <laughs> and get honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get honest. Now, the ar- now, some may argue okay, that the, no, tie, <laughs> the tie between Thompson's flag, right? And today's Confederate flag is broken, right? Yeah. You know, since the flag we see today is actually the rebel flag. Yeah. But it, this, this actually really ignores a couple points, right? So the Confederacy accepted Thompson's design and they only abandoned it later when people complained the white version was mistaken for surrender. That was actually <laughs> one of the reasons that they, they thought that this flag sort of flew like, it's a surrendering flag, right? Yeah, yeah. And the rebel, but the rebel flag was part of that design, right? And the rebel flag was mostly forgotten and unused until the KKK and the Dixiecrats resurrected it in 1948 as part of their white supremacy based campaigns for power. The rebel flag was gone, you know, and literally was forgotten until. <laughs> That wonderful, amazing, beautiful groups of the KKK and Dixiecrats that were loving, caring. They were all about heritage and they were not racist. They wanted to resurrect that so that they could just say, you know what? I remember this, but we love black. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what? And it's really cool that, that, I mean, that video that guy said, we're not racist. I mean, it is cool to know that that dude loves black people. Absolutely. He's a black lover. He is. Yeah. He is. He said it. Got to be true. (laughs) Imagine if you heard us saying that shit. (laughs) That dude loves black people. He does. 
He does. So if and this is not, again, convincing you, right? consider, right? Again, you know, you know, we had all of these declarations, all these statements, all of these, you know, the states that declared that all of this was based on slavery, you know, mm-hmm. the vice president, you know, of the Confederate government. He's the one that said, again, our new government, you know, is founded upon exactly the opposite ideas. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. That slavery subordination to the superior race is his natural and normal condition. Alexander Stevens, and he was the vice president of the Confederate government. So, yes, the flag and the government itself stands for and symbolizes racism, regardless of how you look at it. I, you know, I've said before, like, I respect people that just get real. Come out, say, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I hate people. I'm racist. I yes. get honest with it. Stop the That's bullshit it. that, you know. Stop bullshitting it, man. Just say yeah. it. That's your authenticity. Let it be your authenticity. Stop trying to whitewash it, if you will, to yep. make it something it's not. You're yep. not even being true to yourself. Yes. I mean, to me, that. That's cowardly. Be yeah. true to yourself. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Yep. It's kind of like this, you know, so like if, you know, and again, if the flag also means other things to certain Southerners, it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. If it means standing up to the North or being rebellious, so be it, right? I mean, we hear these claims, right? Yep. And, yep. and you know what? And I could maybe say, we could say, okay, I believe them, right? But this does not erase that's right. It's enduring power as a beacon of racism. That's right. You know, just, That's right. just as we cannot wear Nazi memorabilia and claim it represents military discipline, nation pride, right? Heritage. <laughs> yeah. We can't Heritage. display a Confederate flag and claim it means Southern solidarity, sweet tea, right? That's right. Whatever else it is, the flag is an overt symbol of racism. That's it right. is. And it's when it's brought into, you know, from for resurrected by the KKK, it is meant to instill fear. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what it does today. Yeah. It still says to myself, to all black people that see it, I won't speak for all, but the majority of the black people that see it, that's what it speaks to. Yeah. You fear me. I will hurt you. I don't approve of you. I don't like you. I'm better than you. I mean, think about the, you know, if, if it is used, it is absolutely used intimidation. People, people fly it and fly. They don't do it for, honestly, to tell you the truth. I can't believe that people like do all this shit because they give a fuck about the Confederate flag. Right. What's it do? Keeps black people out. Yeah. You better believe it. I mean, think about that. You know, if black, you're, if you're a black person, are you going to go move into a town where there are a bunch of Confederate flag wear, waving freaking, <laughs> you know, exactly. crazies? <laughs> if you break down in the middle of the night and in front of this guy's house, is that where you're going to go to ask for help? Absolutely not. Yeah. It is very much a symbol. It is a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. And for every person that's lying to themselves and trying to lie to somebody else, just get honest, man. Just get real. Just get and real I, with your 
Yeah, and I got to say, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to come to find out, Lona, that you were probably one of the creators of that flag. You know, I tried to do the stars and bars, <laughs> but these bastards just wouldn't let it rest. That's all I got. That's all I got for today on the uh, Confederate flag. It was fun. I honestly, I was. It was very informative for me. I yes. didn't really know any real history behind it, and as I got to really kind of study it, um, and I learned a lot very about it. Yeah, very uh, informative. And again, realize that the flags that people wave are not an official flag of the Confederacy. Absolutely. It's just a little piece I, of it. <laughs> and let me just ask you this. Let's send this out into the world because this always interests me. So if you think about how many, like say in total time, did it take you to find out all of this history about this flag? Because I'm just wondering, you know, as a person well, flies and they want to stand with it, yeah. how long would it take them to find out the, the history of what they're doing? Yeah. It doesn't take weeks, right? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I, you know, I, and, and I'm glad we delayed this because I did need yeah. more time, you know. Um, but, you know, I would probably say, because again, what the way that I've been doing those is I validate this information. So yeah. like if I find something over here, I'm going to confirm the information. I like to go to the sources. Like I was able to mm-hmm. find, you know, with like yeah. Texas and the, yeah. but um, you know, probably I'd say maybe eight hours total at the most to gather so all hours, that information. Eight hours total. For someone to walk in true integrity and be ex- completely educated about what they are are representing, because you know those flags and and the stuff that we put on our cars and the things that we wear and, and that stuff go precedes us. It goes before us. It lets mm-hmm. someone know who we are. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're really calling yourself not a racist and you really feel like this is heritage. It would take you eight hours to be able to walk in that integrity, true integrity. So, but anyways, that's all I got for today. Great show. Great show. show. I'm looking at the uh, Confederate flag. Hail hail the Confederate flag. Hail Trump. That's right. That's right. That's right. 2024, it's on. It's on. (laughs) We're Republicans that wave the Democratic flag, and we support the guy that killed the party, the uh, the party that we're of, Lincoln. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's uh, freaking weird. It's crazy. We're the party of Lincoln, but then we're gonna carry the flag that the dude that killed Lincoln was a part of. You know, it makes no freaking sense. Weird. It is. They <laughs> just need to honestly, like, I, again, I'm always really about just get honest about the shit, That's you know, it. just That's get it. real about it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I like to wave this flag. I fucking like Lincoln and love Trump and, you know, yep. I, I'm racist. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I love my friend, Martin John, man. I, I, I loved him so much. One of the last episodes he did on recovery soul food, he was, you know, he, he said it, you know, the same thing we're saying. If you are a Nazi or a racist, stand up and stand behind that. Go ahead and be loud. I want to know where you are. Yep. So I know that this is a Nazi bar and I don't have, I'm not going to go in there. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Wave your, and let's just be real. That's why you wave your Confederate flag. You yep. wave that Confederate flag. So freaks like me 
don't come in. Cool. All right. Well, hey, I want to yeah. thank everybody for tuning in. Walk in mile. Walk, we're trying, trying to walk a mile <laughs> in the shoes of racist, <laughs> ignorance, and and lies. Yeah, lies, <laughs> stupidity, you know, all the above. And, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, check out Lona's show. Um, right, recovery, recovery soul, soul food. food. Yep, recovery soul food live on Saturday nights at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come check us out. Make sure that you head over to High Well Clean, Mr. Eric McCoy's podcast, also available on all his platforms and YouTube. You know, help us grow this channel. You know, hit all those yes. cool buttons. I think what we're doing is truly important. You know, when we talk about things that that some people are maybe worried about talking about. Like mm-hmm. I think we take apart hard topics and bring logic and 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 really just shine a light on some of the things that people like to keep dim so thanks for walking with me tonight eric yeah i want to say something to that real quick too and i I was thinking when you were saying that that you know we do touch on very serious topics challenging topics difficult topics topics people again don't want to talk about but one thing i've found in life and i've tried to i try to spin things into being able to laugh about them Absolutely. You know, because I can realize the things that I have control over versus yes. the things that I have no control over. Without a doubt. You know, I have no control over these flag waving, you know, Confederate people. Yep. Um, and all, but what do I have control over? Me, my response yes. to it, how, you know, yes. my perspective, I control my feelings. That's it. And so. That's it. That's what I think is so important. And I, I wish people could learn that idea of being able to take uncomfortable feelings. If you twist them yeah. into something funny, the power goes away. Absolutely. You you bring the power back within you. I mean, we 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 both have talked to Tommy Chong multiple times, and that seems to be, you know, his whole narrative in a nutshell is the way he lives his life, is if you can make something funny, because you're right. You know, maybe this episode will cause one person to rethink what they do. But for the most part, Mm -hmm. these people are going to remain the same. They're going to keep believing what they need to to do it. But for you and I, you know, I got to find I find a way to live with it. And I think that it's you know, it's I think the contradictions are are funny and I can do that with a lot of things. And so I enjoy what we do here in the way that, you know, the agenda is not to to necessarily poke fun, but to do just what you just said. Is how do we take control of yeah. our emotions and our feelings about these things? I had a you know? I had a client. Yeah, I think you'll appreciate this. So I have a client, uh, uh, the program I work for, and he's gay, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were doing a group one day, and I was asking all the clients. I was like, you know, what is the one thing that somebody could say to you? that could just rile you up and, and take your power away in a sense. Right. Cause we always say nobody can make you feel anything, but mm-hmm. you know, if, unless you yep. allow them, allow them to. Okay. And so this guy said, he said, um, you know, the thing that he really struggles with people calling him a fag. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about it. We were talking about it and, and, uh, and I was asking him, I go, you know, Words don't hurt, right? It's the meanings that we put behind the things that people say that actually hurt us. Right? Yeah. And he came up with this, and I freaking love this, man. He goes, he goes, uh, you know, 
And I, I said, so, you know, if somebody called you a fag, right, how can you twist that around a little bit? Or how can you think about it differently? And he goes, he goes, I could look at him and say, no, you know what? I am the fag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was freaking awesome. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. I and, love uh, that. Yeah. Because it changes that in one, just in one second. It, it does. That and thing. what do you say to that? What's the person going to say to that? You right. know what I mean? Right. Like the, you've right. just taken all the power away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody trying to snatch your power from you. Yep. You got it. Now yep. you've taken theirs in one fell swoop. You know, yep. it's like a knockout punch. Yep. I thought that coming. was the coolest shit ever, I man. Love I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's yeah. the greatest. I, I even that's asked them, uh, I was a couple it was Monday or something like that. We were in some kind of conversation and I asked him, cause that was like last week or something. He said that, you know, and I go, Hey, can I, do you mind if I say, but you know, and I looked at him, I go, dude, you're a fag. Right. And he goes, no, I'm the fag. It was, it was classic. You know, I love it. I love it. Man. I love it. I love it. And, and you can see, like, you can really see that it's not bothering him anymore. Right. Right. You know, right. Just yeah. like something like that's why I think that what we're talking about is so important, you know, for those same reasons is because, you know, it only takes a moment to switch something around. It only takes a moment to realize, you know, where you can control your power and to know that the power is yours. Yeah. I mean, after this, I'm going to actually go and write. I'm the fag on a piece of paper and leave it here in my <laughs> office just to remember. <laughs> it's it's awesome, it's, man. Yeah. It is it is ridiculously yeah. awesome. And I'm gonna put it up in here. Just yeah, to, I have you know, two myself. two of our clients right now are gay, right? And both of them struggle with uh, a fa the father situation, sure. you know, being yeah, sure. raised with, you know, and, and one of them still lives with his dad. Oh, wow. um, and uh and then the other guy lives in a sober living house and he doesn't even talk to his dad anymore but you know they've they've got that just yeah. such built up you know yeah um and and that's where i always just keep resorting back and we were talking about i actually did a group today right and i was talking about um how to not give a fuck that's what i literally called the group right how to not give a fuck you know, that's awesome. and, uh, and I said, it's not in the lines of the way you guys may be thinking of what we're trying to talk about here, you know, but the real meaning behind it is you got to figure out what to give a fuck about first, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully you can get to the place where you don't give a fuck what other people think. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's a process. It, yeah. It's, it's truly a process. And unfortunately many times it's born, it's, it's born out of a breaking point, but I think if you do, continue to do groups like you're doing. And, you know, that's, that, those are the kind of people that I want to work one-on-one -on -one with are, are people that are part of the LGBTQ plus communities that are younger, that are, that are coming up, that have come up with these things, because if you can grab a hold of that whole thing before you reach that breaking point, before mm -hmm. you have to get to a point where you're so beat down that then you finally say, I don't give a fuck. Right. You can learn not to give a fuck early yeah you can, because you can save yourself a lot yeah because the i don't give a fuck can also be the negative side to that absolutely you know exactly. because it's it's not that i don't give a fuck 
it's right. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? There's right. like a <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's that ladder, yeah. that ladder of it is what comes from the breaking point. Yeah. You know, because yeah. oftentimes with that I don't give a fuck comes with I don't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck about almost anything. Right. And that's where you get lo- people are getting loaded and are killing themselves. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. That, that's where the, it, it, again, it really is about that. It's about figuring out what, you know, what to give yeah. a fuck about. You exactly. Know? Exactly. All right. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to walk them out of my right. shoes. Um, please subscribe to our channels. Um, yes. Please send us emails. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to try to yeah. walk in. And Absolutely. we look forward to it. We'll see you next week. Okay. Actually, we're going to start doing, we'll do two weeks, every two weeks. Every two weeks. So we'll, do, we'll do our next one a week from Sunday. Sounds that good works. So me, we're actually man. like a week and a half. Yeah, on the next one. yeah that's perfect, man. But, that's um, perfect. So uh, perfect. All right. All right. I will, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. That's right. Take care. And remember, walk a mile in your neighbor's shoes. Don't make a trash judgment, yes. man. Yes. Walk a mile in somebody's shoes before you make a judgment on them. Absolutely. Eric McCoy, I'll see you next time, man. It's been great. Thank you. All right.